Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. there everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of on to the next one as we do some matchmaking coming out of ufc vegas 36 a rare and incredibly welcome saturday afternoon fight card in las vegas where Derek brunson made himself quite the statement in the main event we'll discuss where he goes and much more this week on the program plus we will take your suggestions as well I am Mike Heck. Thank you for checking out the show as always. And joining me, per usual, is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity. He's your best friend and my best friend, Mr. Alex Cayley. Hello, kind sir. How are you? My best friend, I'm doing great. And I'm still high off of Saturday's show. Normally, that's like high off fumes because we're like, we, we're, we're up and recording the show just hours like after, after a Saturday night show has ended. But now I'm like high and refreshed. <laughs> high and excited and looking forward to that i'm always looking forward to the show mike and working with you but i'm like really excited to to talk about this show and 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 read out our brilliant listener suggestions yes there are a lot of them so bear with us towards the second half of the show but let's just jump right into this thing and let's talk about Derek brunson because he looked great he dominates he submits darren till in the third round he's now won five in a row he's tearing it up and in the contextual sense, he has absolutely done enough to earn a title shot. In fact, I will strongly argue he is more deserving of a title shot than Marvin Vittori was when he got the title shot. Robert Whitaker is next. Brunson could easily wait for a title shot. He could be a backup. He could be a replacement fighter for that fight. Or he could go ahead and just take another fight. So where does Derek Brunson go from another dominant win? I'll be shocked if he's not at least slotted in as a reserve for the uh, Adesanya Whitaker rematch when, whenever that happens. Again, it's not, I know it hasn't been booked yet. We're, we're all thinking early 2022. I'm sure Brunson will be ready by then. I'm sure he's staying in shape. He's aware of the possibility. Uh, I know we said on another show recently that fighters shouldn't take reserve opportunities, but I mean, again, I think they should if they're on, only if they're guaranteed show money and win money. If Brunson gets that guarantee, 
I know that's not going to happen. I know that's not how the UFC works. I think they might get their show money usually because they show up and they weigh in. So that's like the bare minimum. You should also get your win money. I want that to be a policy in the UFC going forward. And if that's the case, Brunson, 100%, uh, be ready for that spot. It just, it's he's he's definitely earned that. Uh, but for me, if he can wait, I want to see him wait. This is my ideal situation that uh, Adesanya and Whitaker happens in January, February, the latest, and then uh, and then we, you know, uh, maybe. Brunson can get in there, I guess it would be May, probably May or April, which seems like a long time. But if he can wait that long, that's how I would do it. I, I, he deserves a tell shot. He shouldn't have to fight anyone else. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's absolutely unequivocally in the driver's seat for the next in line spot behind Whitaker. It's Adesanya, Whitaker, Brunson, then Cannoneer in my eyes. And if I'm Derek Brunson, like you said, there's nothing more you need to do. Your next fight should be for the belt, and you hope that Robert Whitaker doesn't beat Israel Adesanya because then there's going to be a trilogy fight, yada, yada, yada. Cannoneer needs Brunson to solidify a title shot. Brunson does not need Cannoneer to solidify his in my eyes. Yes. But for the sake of check the tapes and all that, the UFC will probably make the fight between Brunson and Cannoneer, possibly put it on the same card as Adesanya Whitaker. So that's my pick. I think they will end up doing Brunson versus Cannonier, although I think it is a tremendous disservice to Derek Brunson to have to take that fight. But I think he's going to, like the UFC has typically done in the past, his back's going to get put against the wall and he's going to have no choice but to say yes to fighting Jared Cannonier. And he'll probably beat Jared Cannonier and get an extra paycheck and make it even more obvious that he deserves the title shot. But that's what I think happens. I hate that. And, and then, like, and then we remove Jared Cannonier from the equation. I guess he would also still theoretically be one fight away. I guess Cannonier is always in the pocket. Is always like, well, he could lose to Brunson, then get like a big knockout in his next fight, and they could still slot him in as a fresh challenger for uh, Adesanya, assuming Adesanya still has the belt by then, which is not guaranteed. But um, so I understand that. Yeah, I think Cannonier he's in that top five at least, so he's only he's always really only one big win away. But man, I like not throwing these guys who seem like. They're both deserving of title shots against one another. Even though I agree, I think that's what will happen. That is just not what I, what I want to happen. Um, yeah. Ah, gosh, I don't know. Yeah, Why and like? yeah, and if for some reason they book that fight, and for some reason Whitaker can't get into the country, or something happens and he can't fight, you just take Brunson out of that fight. Cannonier gets the show money. Brunson fights for the title. I mean, Mike, let me tell you something. If Carla Esparza. And Derek Brunson are not fighting, do not get the chance to fight for a UC title within the next year. I am not going to do anything because it's my job to cover MMA. But I will be very upset. Okay, I will do nothing. I will pro I might write an angry tweet about it. That's yeah, Dana, if you're listening, I'm gonna write an angry tweet about this. If I, I do not see Derek Brunson or and, and two angry tweets maybe. And, and then I will continue to watch MMA and continue to to uh, to write about the UFC and, and and you know inadvertently promote it. But I'll be upset. But I won't like it, Mike. Yeah, and Carla not getting a title shot is much more egregious than Derek That's Brunson worse. not getting a title shot. Much more. Go, go down as one of the worst. Honestly, if she doesn't get one eventually, that's going to uh, like another shot at it. That's going to be one of the worst snubs, I think, in, in UFC history. And then, I, know people, I know people are like, oh, it's Carlos Sparza. Who cares? It's like, she deserves it. She, I'm not saying she's like she's like an A-level a, a, a star, but you could not deserve another shot at the title more than Carlos Barza right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and what's even more wild about that situation is I heard an interview with Mackenzie Dern with our good friend and fellow Canadian James Lynch, mm. and she said that before she took the Marina Rodriguez fight, she was offered Carlos Barza. That's insane. That is insane. 
Good on Carla for not taking that fight. Shake my head. Yes. Uh, Speaking of shaking your head, a lot of people were shaking their heads uh, after Darren Till's performance. He needs to try to get back in there, AK, as soon as possible. And there is a fight in November, and I took a lot of heat for this, but I'm sticking by it. There's a fight in November at UFC 268 coming up between Sean Strickland and Luke Rockhold. I think the winner of that fight should get the Till fight. I understand that Till's on a bit of a schneid right now, but there's still so much value with the Till name. It is a big deal to fight and beat Darren Till right now. And outside of the champion, Robert Whitaker, and maybe Paulo Costa, maybe? Till's name has more kick than any other name in the 185-pound division in the top 10 right now. It means more to beat Darren Till than it means to beat Marvin Vittori right now. It just does in the eyes of the casual fans and in the eyes of the UFC. So I think whoever wins that fight fights Darren Till. Then you shuffle up the deck a little bit. If they beat Till, you got a new guy in that like five or six individual mix that seemed to have been there for so long. So that's what I'm going with. I don't think you agree with that. What are you going to go with? I like Till and Kevin Hollins. I know Kevin Hollins fighting Kyle Dacus on October 2nd. I think win or lose. I think Kevin Hall is the matchup for him. I think it's a, I don't want to say a more winnable fight than Strickland and Rockhold, because I think both those guys are good. Um, and it, yeah, both those guys, I guess any three of these names we just mentioned, I'm trying to think, would Till be, Till would be favored, he'd probably be, the, he'd be favored over Holland. I don't think he'd be favored over Strickland, do you? No, I don't think so. Rockhold, it would depend if he beat Strickland and how he looked. If he picked up like a, obviously a crazy ass first round finish of uh, Strickland, then I think he would enter the favorite as a favorite against Till. If it was like a, a decision, lackluster decision, something like that, uh, or or even a come from behind win, like Strickland dominates him for two rounds and then uh, somehow Rock, Rockhold gets like a, a late submission or something like that. Even that, I think Till might still. I mean, before I'm closer to even. I don't think either guy be a big favorite there. Uh, but uh, I like the Holland matchup. Obviously, the, the build-up, the way they could talk it up. I, I'm wanting Till to take a little bit of a step back. Not too far. I think Holland's pretty much consensus top 15 guy. Uh, but just a little bit of a step back against another person who's not really close to a title fight, who's sort of rebuilding their own uh, their own case for potentially you know getting that spot someday. So uh, I'm, I'm into the Kevin Holland thing. Again, win, win or lose versus Dacus. Though I'm sure Dacus, he would love to fight Darren Till. Um, if he if he beat Holland, but I think uh, the Holland matchup just makes sense for for him and Till right now. Yeah, I mean, I like I like the matchup because I know Darren Till would probably like the matchup because he's probably not going to get taken down in that fight, and Kevin Holland can like it because he's probably not going to get taken down in that fight either. So it makes sense. Um, I just feel I don't know. I, I just feel Till is going to have to fight inside the top ten at least one more time just because of the name and the eyeballs that he brings to the table. Gosh, It'll be a main he, event. So that's just where he's at. I don't know. I don't think he's a top ten middleweight. That win. I mean, I he is either. in my he is in my rankings because he beat Gastelum. So by the nature of like he just took Gastelum's spot. But I get it. Some people have probably also dropped Gastelum out of their top ten. So I I still have Gastelum in there. I still have uh, Till in there. I would not blame people if Gastelum and uh, if they they had newer, maybe some fresher people um, that had uh, passed both those guys. But for me, it's like when you're in a top ten spot, it's 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 hard to for me, it's hard to lose it unless again someone just beats you and takes it. So uh, again, until Till or or. Uh, Gaslam lose to someone outside the top 10. They kind of hold on to that spot. But again, it, for me, I think they're like 8 and 9 or 9 and 10 in my rankings. And I, I don't blame anyone who would have them in the in the 11 to 15 range or, uh, at this point. But I think they're both still top 15. So, um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I want to see him, uh, Till. I want to see Till kind of fight someone a little bit more where he'd be really favored, even though he was almost 2 to 1 against Brunson, which is insane. Absurd. I wish I bet <laughs> on fights because I would have 
I would have bet Same. the house on Derek Brunson, but... The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Let us head to Tom Aspinall. This is as legit of a heavyweight prospect as we have seen in quite some time in the UFC. He's young, he's skilled, he's talented, he's smart between the ears, and he just, he gets it, AK. He's in no rush to get to where he expects to go. He stops Sergey Spivak in just over two minutes. He made it look easy. Where does he go from another impressive win? He said, "Just give him." He said, give, "He said he's number thirteen in the UFC rankings. I believe he's number thirteen in the MMA Fighting Global rankings as well, coincidentally. So I agree. I bump him up. Whoever's ahead of him. So I have, I think, like Augusto Sakai and Blagoy yeah, Ivanov uh, in front of him. I think Sakai's a couple spots higher. So I'm skipping over Blagoy and going to uh, Augusto Sakai. Pretty simple for me. Uh, another fight. I think Aspinall at this point would be like uh, probably at least a minus two fifty favorite. That maybe not too much higher because Sakai's good. Sakai's tough." Um, but yeah, Aspinall has the, the right idea. Give, keep giving me tough opponents, but guys that I could definitely finish if I'm on my game. I think that's Sakai fits that to a T. Even if he won a decision over Sakai, again, very, very tough opponent. I still think it'd be impressive. And uh, after that, then then we're talking top 10. Yeah, I'm just going to give the guy what he wants. He wants Blagoy. He's ranked a spot above him. And what a story that would be if he just beats the guy above him every single time on the way up to a title shot. That works perfectly in my eyes, especially if we can, if we can get Aspinall and Blagoy in the octagon before the end of the year, that would be ideal. I think Aspinall, just keep him busy, keep him active if he can do it. So I'll, I'll side with Mr. Aspinall on this one and, and go with Blagoy, but we'll see what happens. But AK, Alex Morono has won two straight. He's won three out of four. He wins a unanimous decision against David Zawada on Saturday. There's something in the water in Texas right now. We saw Ricky Tercios getting a big win, then getting his black belt from Alex Morono and the guys over in Houston. And then Morono bounces back a week later and gets a win in a big spot. He's moving up the ladder. AK, 
I'm going for it. I want to see Alex Morono versus Matt Brown. The Great White versus the Immortal. Book it. What say you? Yeah. Uh, oh, God. That fight would be so sick. <laughs> that fight would be so... There's a lot of Morono fights where, you know, he's been... A... Excuse me. I had to uh, clear my throat there. Uh, there's been a lot of guys who uh, I'm surprised Morano has fought. He's been around for, like, long enough that you would think he would have gotten one of these more veteran names. I think he has the habit of, of taking short-notice fights, uh, as he did... He was the replacement here against Zawada, right? Zawada was supposed to fight... Uh, Sergio Condosco. And um, so so he kind of took this short notice, which is good. He, it's a paycheck. Uh, it's a, obviously a fight that he saw was winnable. He was right. He got himself a win bonus as well. So at this, yeah, I do want to see him start angling for fights that will help his reputation. I think you're right. Matt Brown's in that spot. Uh, the last time Morano fought, I I wanted him to fight Bilal Muhammad. I'm going to stick with that. I still think that that's a possibility. I still think that's in his sights. So uh, not changing my plan there. Give him a top 15 guy. Uh, and let's see how it goes. I saw a wide range of options for Murano in our listener suggestions, which, again, kind of shows you how much he's respected, but also uh, how difficult it is to kind of place him in, uh, in at welterweight right now. Is he just a cagey veteran who's going to win fights against guys like um, like Zawada uh, and beat other veterans like Don Cerrone? Is he someone who could be a top 10 guy, you know, just outside kind of contendership? Uh, so I think that I like the Matt Brown fight, but I'll go with Bilal. I do want to test... Could he be a dark horse to someday compete for a UFC title? I don't think so. If he beat Bilal Muhammad, I, it, it would change my thinking a lot. If his, if the, the fighter and the physical being of Alex Morono can catch up with the mindset of Alex Morono, he could fight for a title. But I don't know. I mean, sometimes just the, the there's levels to the game. This is no disrespect to Alex Morono. Just the, the top of the welterweight division is just so, so good. Uh, I just, I don't know if he's quite there yet but mindset wise he's one of the smartest guys in the company like interviewing him is like it's like going to school it's incredible so uh we'll see what happens i i love the matt brown fight i if he gets Bilal, that's a fun fight too the pressure both those guys bring to the table would be a lot of fun good stylistic matchup but ak we always talk about some of the 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 nicknames we give guys that are just out of nowhere like motivated connor and sea level kane we got thailand's khalil roundtree again on saturday this man is a killer when that version of him shows up it was the same guy who lit up eric anders at ufc 236 that man went in there to hurt somebody on saturday and he unfortunately hurt modestus bokoskis in a bleak kick finish of the former cage warriors light heavyweight champion it was nasty it was ferocious it was cerebral and khalil roundtree back in the winner circle what might be next for the 31 year old powerhouse when i saw that he was 31 years old i couldn't believe it i thought he was like 39 or 40 just just because of who he is yeah, and because he, he talked about retirement, like as of like uh, eighteen months ago or like right. two years ago, he talked about retirement. So, uh, yeah, he's he's young. He's a young guy, thirty-one. He's not he's not old at all. Well, uh, look, his kickboxing is clearly coming around. Like we said, that was one of the nastiest strikes. Can I do a little referendum on the oblique kick again, Mike? I know uh, anyone who listened to the post-fight show, you've already heard me. I won't go on too long. You've already heard me kind of defend the oblique kick, but I did see a lot a lot of the listeners' suggestions talking about Rantry's fight were stuff like. They had to mention, oh, that strike's disgusting, and that strike is like should be illegal. I don't like it, but I don't find it more offensive than a guy bouncing another guy's head off of uh, off of the canvas with like ground and pound. I don't find it more disgusting than a jumping knee, like knee to the skull that like, fl- like that leaves someone like uh, Frankie Edgar 
or uh, or Ben Askren limp uh, like limp on the ground. Why is why is that like? Why is that celebrated? And then we have a problem with the with the, the leg injury. It's a different optic for sure. Uh, we're not as used to it. We're used to seeing guys get knocked out. Anyone who came over from boxing has obviously seen hundreds of brutal knockouts, you know. So when we see like a leg injury like that, that's something we associate more with other sports like uh, like the football, American football, I should say, or our basketball. And it's nasty. I go out of my way to avoid leg injuries. And, and, and so I'm, I'm part of the problem as well. I go out of my way to avoid leg injuries, but I've, I'll watch 50 knockouts uh-huh. UFC's 50 best knockouts I'll run right through it I'll be eating popcorn if you did like if someone made a video like uh, UFC's five worst leg injuries hell no I'm not watching that video <laughs> so the optics of it are different but but I also accept that again if we're if we're okay with one guys brain damage is just as serious as ligament damage uh, doctors treat it differently so I understand you get to see the guys get back into action sooner after a knockout it's gonna be like two months later they can be back in action Torn ligaments in the leg, broken bones, you're out nine months, year, plus rehab. So as from a fan's standpoint, it sucks. But from a competitive standpoint, honestly, guys, if we're just talking about what's dangerous and what's not, it is not more dangerous and more career-threatening than a knockout. A lot of careers have been ended by knockouts. Uh, you just don't hear about it because guys get knocked out and just never fight again. And we don't say they were out because of the knockout, but I mean the knockout probably didn't help things. So uh, I'm not a doctor. Uh, if someone wants to break this down and say, oh, no, well, this is these oblique kick injuries are definitely worse, um, then I'll, I'll happily admit I'm wrong. But I just want people to think about it for a second. Are you okay with brain injury? Because if so, you might want to rethink if you are and some sort of outrage against oblique kicks. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Dustin Jacoby. Yeah, that's that. That's a fine <laughs> that's, fight. I'm sorry. I used my, my matchup time, but I think it explains itself. So <laughs> just Dustin Jacoby. Yeah, th- th- this is one of those situations where, and we find these on these fight night cards often, there's really no wrong answer here, but I'm going to deep cut the heck out of this thing, AK. Are you ready Whoa. for this? Azamat Mirzakhanov is the answer. I knew answer. it. He just improved to 10-0, just got a contract on the Contender Series, and he's a guy who's really good. He he signed with the UFC before, then he got popped by USADA, now he's back in. I think that would be a very good test for both guys. It would be an intriguing stand-up battle. I know it would be Mirzakhanov's official Octagon debut, but he's been in there with legit guys. I mean, he knocked out Andre Muniz with a punch in less than a minute a few years back. That's what I'm going with my best friend. And I think Mirzakhanov's got a crazy story. I think he has, like, I, I could be wrong, so maybe our listeners can can uh, correct me on this. I think he has like a master's degree in like combat sports or something like that. Like in his country, it's the guy's story is, is insane. And I think his ability to strike his ability to counter his ability to defend ferociousness makes this a really interesting fight in my eyes. So I I think this is a good test for both guys. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, look, I, I mean, uh, Roundtree has a lot more UFC experience, but frankly, he is he is kind of he does kind of hover around the bottom of the light heavyweight rankings because he, he just hasn't put together that run. Like, I would love to see Roundtree fight a top 10, top, top 15 guy. He has not put together a run that's made me say, oh, yeah, he, he should get this big jump up in competition because, you know, he has those weird losses to like Martin Pracnia, like a guy who he should he should have like smashed him. Uh, that was a weird, disappointing loss. And then he's just never really strung together more than a couple of wins. Um, but we know, like I said, he pieced up Eric Anders. Bukaskis win was huge. Gokan Saki, he smoked him a few years ago. So, um, yeah, there's really no wrong matchups. Around. Like I said, you could go more veteran. You can give him a contender series guy. Like I said, I, I knew you were going to go contender series, Mike. But either way, I'll say 
uh, if it's whether it's uh, uh, I'm sorry, what's uh, my this guy's name again? Uh, it is Azamat Mirzakhanov. I remember the first Azamat uh, Mirzakhanov. If if it's Mirzakhanov or it's Jacoby, good luck openly kicking these guys. I'll tell you that right now. They they're not getting hit by that crap. Yeah, I I, I forget who I picked for Jacoby. I I think I might have given him a top fifteen guy. I don't remember, but I gave him. I gave him a, a match of those pretty pretty darn close. Oh, close, so. oh the not another show. Yeah, I think maybe yeah, it was yeah. last week or two weeks before. But, uh, oh, maybe I did too. I should check that. <clears throat> check the tapes. But let us move to the to the biggest needle mover of this card, Patty Pimblett, the man who delivered the goods. He backed up his mouth. He got tested and was absolutely rocked in this fight. No matter what he says, there were scousers, and we don't get knocked out. The dude was very close to being stopped by Luigi Vendramini, but he battled through it. And he, in turn, knocks out Luigi Vendramini in the first round. I'm very interested to see where you and the listeners went with this one, AK. I haven't even looked at my DMs yet, but me, I'm I'm going with someone that's like a top 40-ish, 45 guy. I don't want to push him too fast. Somebody with a little bit of a name, somebody who has some octagon experience, someone who will play the game with Patty. And someone who will not be intimidated one iota about the fanfare this guy receives. And also a guy who has been known to derail up-and-coming phenoms. It's comma worthy, AK. Pimblet versus worthy. Let's do it in December. UFC 269. Done and done. Your thoughts. So good. So good. Uh, yeah, I think I saw maybe one or two people suggest that. That's just an awesome matchup. There's so many great ways you can go with Pimblet. We... I don't want to say I told you so because I wasn't one of like the earliest people on the Pimblin bandwagon. But our site did do it, has done a lot of Patty Pimblin coverage. Um, as, as have other sites. I shouldn't even say us. We've done it. Uh, name my name site. Like MMA Junkie. I'm sure uh, ESPN's even mentioned him before. Uh, there's a reason for it. I, I think I, I, I'm sorry. I'm in a very defensive mood uh, today, as you can see, but in, a, <laughs> but in a happy way. But this is because I acknowledge our listeners are intelligent and I, and I acknowledge their concerns. And I like to I like to respond to them. And, and people are like, why are we cover? We, why do we cover Patty Pimblin? It's like there's, this guy gets a response. Of all these fighters not in the UFC, this guy gets – he really gets a response. There are people who, who know about him. He's he's a legitimate homegrown star uh, over in Liverpool, over in England. Um, so he has this huge following and could not have had a better debut. Uh, I, I I even like that he faced adversity. I even think him having to come back from adversity helped him because it made Vendramini look tough, which Vendramini is tough, by the way. I thought it was going to go to a decision. I picked the fight uh, Pimblet by decision. I thought it would be a very, very difficult fight for Pimblet. Um, and it was just not in the way I, I expected. So – uh, fans got to see a great side of it. Cut a good promo after. Uh, I could not be, I, I, personality-wise, I don't know if I love the guy, but I could not be more enthused about him as a prospect uh, and a potential star for the UFC right now. The hype is very real. Uh, so I'll go with uh, a hat tip to our boy Damon Martin, who I tweeted about this. I, I know a bunch of people mentioned it, but I, I saw him mention it first. Why not rematch him with Julian Arosa? Uh, to make up for a Cage Warriors uh, fight that they had in November 2016, which many, many, many people thought Erosa won. Pimblet got uh, the decision, maybe a little home cooking there. So let's write that wrong. Erosa, of course, was victorious as well on uh, on Saturday in a, in a catchweight bout. But I think I don't think he'd mind going back up to 155 uh, for a fight with Pimblet. I think I think he'd really enjoy that. I, I, he'd definitely like to get that one back. Does the UFC want to throw him in there with someone like Erosa yet? I don't know. But like I said. There's not a lot of easy fights for Pimblet at 155. Again, I don't even think Vendramini was one. So we got to give him a tough opponent. I like the Cage Warrior storyline. So uh, let's go. Uh, Ju- the second worst nickname in all of MMA, Juicy J. <laughs> now, let us head to the wild card round where we select one fighter we have not match made for yet, whether they lost on the main card, they won or lost on the prelims. We're going to do it right now. So Mr. AK, lead us off. 
Wildcard pick coming out of UFC Vegas 36. Shoutouts to Wales. I got to go Bantamweights. I got to go Jack Shore. I'm a believer, man. I'm such a believer. Uh, Workmanlike performance against Ludwig Sherlinian, and I mean that in a good way. I mean in a good way, short-notice opponent, got to take care of business. Showed off a lot of the stuff that has people so excited about him. He's 15-0 now. Uh, crisp striking, really strong fundamental grappling. Um, he just needs the right opponents now. I'm, and I said, look, I want to see him top 20, so I'm, I'm going right outside the top 15. Some people might have him in the top 15. And I like this guy a lot too, but I think we got to, against Bantamweight, at some point you got to put fun fighters against each other. Ricky Simone. Give me Jack Shore, Ricky Simone. I think that's a great, great, great test for him. Uh, win or lose, I think Shore will learn a lot from it. And uh, I think it's a nice fight for Ricky and because uh, he could take a lot of a lot of momentum away from a 15-0 guy. So love that fight. Hopefully that one can be made. Yes, I, I knew you were going Jack Shore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, of course, being your best friend, also went with Jack Shore. And oh, I thought I, we were going to have the same thing. I thought you went a different way. <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. And He's great. I don't know if this is going to be a popular pick. At, at first, The way you were taking us on this journey, I thought for sure we were going to pick the same name, but we did not. Um, I just think this fight makes a ton of sense because this name I'm going to throw out there, he's gotten some big opportunities thus far in his UFC career. He's had eight UFC fights. He's five and three. He's lost two straight, but he's also a fighter that has a little bit of a name. He's also in a must win kind of sink or swim spot right now. I'm talking about Casey Kenny, AK. And I know he didn't compete on Saturday, but, I, but I'm bringing him up because I think he should face Jack Shore because look, look, look at Kenny's resume. He's fought Ray Borg, Louis Smolka. Marab Dual really, that fight sucks for anybody. I don't care what division or who you are. Fighting Marab is awful. Nathaniel Wood, Dominic Cruz, Song Yudong, Manny Bermudez, when that was a thing. But he's on a two-fight skid right now. He needs a win against a quality up-and-comer. And Shore needs a, an interesting test. I think Casey Kenny is that guy. It's a very logical step up towards the top 15 if he beats Casey Kenny despite being on a two-fight losing streak, he probably gets in the top 15. So it puts him at 16-0. That's where I'm going for the completely underrated and, in my eyes, underappreciated Jack Shore. I think Mm -hmm. if we compile the list of the top 10 most underappreciated fighters in the UFC, Jack Shore is on that list somewhere, maybe even in the top five, AK. Carlos Barza, number one. Oh, for sure. Definitely. (laughs) Derek Brunson, number two. It wasn't before this past week. It, uh, now, one, now that she did not get the title shot, she went from like top ten to number one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, um, you know, I love, I love that matchup. Uh, yeah, I think you're right though. Short, yeah, and, and I'll say this for for Kenny, I still, like, I still see the potential of a top ten guy in him. I really do. So it's like, that's that, that's a matchup that serves two purposes. Uh, like, I would, I wouldn't expect Short to walk over him. I bet Shore would be favored at this point simply because undefeated versus guy on a two-fight losing streak. But nothing, nothing crazy, like minus 150, maybe a little bit higher than that, but you know, not not two to one. So I do think Shore would be favored. Um, and yeah, it would be a big, big win for Kenny because we really, I think we want to know sooner rather than later, like I said, is Kenny a top 10 guy? The talent is there. Um, again, can they? is he able to put it together? Is he able to do so in such an insanely deep division? Um, and if should he lose to Shore... I don't think he'd get released. Three straight losses would be tough, but at least we could sort of recalibrate our expectations of him uh, for now. Agreed. Um, and I, Casey Kenny on the scale of the last couple of fights, it's been a little frightening. Um, not an easy cut to 135, which is kind of surprising mm-hmm. since he fought at 125 not that yeah. long ago. 
So, yeah, I, I mean, you can't go wrong with Jack Shore, but I thought about Ricky Simone. I'm still kind of holding out hope. Maybe the UFC goes the Simone O'Malley route. Uh, but who knows? A lot of options at 135. It's just such a good division. It's so deep. It's so loaded. Uh, but sure, against any of those guys would uh, would make all the sense in the world. Do we have a check the tapes? Oh, God, we have so many. Okay. Uh, okay, Mike, I don't know if you have the time. to. Do, I'll read a bunch. Can you check uh, your DMs for Brandon Nunez, who's telling me, who told me earlier this week, that he called for Cheyenne Bay's Loma Lukbunmi. So this is Brandon Nunez. I guess this would have been somewhat recent. So, because uh, that would have been within the last month, right? So while you're looking at that, I'll read out some of these others. Uh, Barry O'Reilly. Let me see what Barry said here. So Barry O'Reilly, uh, I definitely gets a point for Claudio Claudio Poyas, Chris Gritzmacher. That's happening on December fourth. So full point, full point, Barry. Barry also said he wants a point for Aspinall. Oh yes, yes. So uh, he said he originally called for Aspinall versus Sergey Spivak, which, of course, we just got on Saturday. Uh, but technically, you know, it wasn't really the original matchup. Uh, Mike, let me get your input on this real quick. Uh, do you think that Barry O'Reilly should get a point for Aspinall versus Spivak when it was, uh, you know, the, of course, a, a last second replacement? Half a point at best. Half a point. Okay. <laughs> I thought, you know, that's that's something I actually thought about. Like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, a lot yeah. of people picked Spivak versus Aspinall. Yes. I was clearly not on that on that train. Okay. But, uh, yeah, why not? Uh, okay. So, ha- well, a lot of people picked it. So, Barry, let's share that point with some of the others. So, a, t- a tenth of a point, I think, uh, or however many. Well, so let's take a point, split it up amongst all the Aspinall, Spivak. If you picked Aspinall, Spivak, uh, come to the front desk and uh, claim your share of a point. <laughs> but, Barry, you do get a full point for uh, Poyas Gritzmacher. Excellent work there. Uh, Austin Deschamps and John Ray both liked uh, Nina Nunez versus Amanda Lemos. That's happening December 18th. Gentlemen, half a point. Split that, please. Uh, I will be splitting a point into thirds with Matt Bradbury and Robert <laughs> Miller. Uh, we all liked uh, Macy Barber versus Montana De La Rosa at UFC 269, December 11th. And then, again, uh, more uh, scattered points scatterings for uh, listeners who had Kennedy and Zuchuku versus uh, Dong Jung, October 16th. Uh, Raphael Fazeev, Brad Riddell, December 4th. And, uh, of course, all of us wanted Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier, which looks looks like it's going down December 11th, UFC 269. Uh, and uh, extra credit to Marcus McGahee. Uh, I'll give him a full point as well. He both he picked both the Enzuchuku Jung and Barber De La Rosa matchup. So well done, Marcus. Um, Mike, were you able to find Brandon's? He gets a point. I he found gets a it. point. Bays versus Loma, July 31st, 11.29 p.m. Eastern Standard oh, Time. Okay. Thank God. He messaged me a long time ago. So he's been waiting at least like a week. Uh, I think since like last week, he, 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 he has called for it. So, oh, yes, because I forgot to check. He wanted me to check on, on like two episodes ago. Uh, so, yes, Brandon, you get a full point. So we're giving out point, points for everyone this uh, this week. Well done, listeners. Well done. You guys are on top on top of all these matchups. And uh, they had some good ones this week. So I expect we'll be giving out some more points soon, Mike. Yes. No mic checks. No smart alex i don't see any of those no everyone's pretty cordial i think they're just happy that you're back all right the bellator champion series is back in action friday may 17th live from paris france reigning bantamweight champ patchy mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist magomed magomedov and Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. 
Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? Well, not only will Brandon Nunez get a point, we're going to the piece. By the way, go ahead and give the disclaimer before we start oh, reading yes. these out. Again, guys, we're probably going to, we like prefer to mention mostly winners, but of course, if there's good matchups for losers, we'll bring it up, or if it's someone from the main event. So you see a lot of till here. Uh, categories rule, guys. Uh, I personally will kind of put, you know, consensus picks to the side and try and only focus on like ones that really stood out, really unique ones. Um, so uh, if I don't mention you saying it specifically, don't worry, I probably saw it. Uh, fighter could already book. Guys, this happens all the time. If they're booked, you should mention it if you know. Otherwise, I'm going to assume you didn't know. Uh, other mistakes, wrong weight class. They fought already recently. You just forgot. Injuries, they could be on the shelf for a long time. They could be released. Guys, keep track of that. And then uh, your pick might just be doo-doo, and we choose not to read it. There you go. Uh, speaking of one of those... Uh, disclaimers We're, i'm gonna read this out because i'm i'm really curious i like i said i haven't seen any of these until right now but i'm curious to i hope it's not the doo-doo disclaimer uh it's it's one with a fire that's already booked but that doesn't mean it can't happen because uh, he's booked okay. relatively sure. soon he's booked within the next sure. month i'm really intrigued about the patty pimblet potential matchups patty pimble versus grant dawson from our friend brandon nunez he, oh, we're gonna start off with him grant dawson getting ready to fight diego fajeda on october 2nd uh, so if he loses, maybe you do that, but I do not want to see Patty Pimblett in there with a guy like Grant Dawson right now. Just, uh, no, no slow build. Grant is a very dangerous guy. Uh, maybe someday a couple more wins. We can, we can start talking about that, but no, we can't do that. Uh, Roundtree versus Ulberg. Don't mind that. Aspinall Sakai till versus, uh, Uriah Hall and then Brunson versus Cannoneer. I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of those. So if I see that again, uh, I probably won't read it again. Patty Pimble versus Jamie Malarkey. A lot of Patty Pimble love. Uh, Poppy underscore Bryant. Uh, Molly McCann versus Miranda Maverick, AK. Yeah, I don't, Eminem on Eminem, hashtag Eminem on Eminem, something like that. I'll work that out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patty the Batty versus, I know we I mentioned Malarkey, but Malarkey's getting ready to fight Devontae Smith, so maybe the winner of that. Thought about loser of Grant Dawson, CD Apple. It's slow roll, correct, Poppy. Uh, Roundtree versus Ed Herman, AK. Yeah, I saw that a lot. Uh, I'm definitely down for it. It was not the number one listener session I saw. I have a feeling you'll it'll come up uh, as you as you go on. Uh, Morono versus any short notice fight. I just pretty, leaving pretty, the options that, open. That's his that's his mentality. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you're asking yeah as you're asking what Morono will do, probably just take another short notice. Fight. Uh, another Aspinall versus Sakai or the loser of Chris Stockis versus Shamil Abdurahimov. So yes. we could go with that. Owen Carroll, Mark Andre Barriol versus Alessio. DiCherico. Okay, yeah, I think there's some concern. I don't know if Shri- Yeah, no, DiCherico should be fine. I was, I was trying to think if he if he might get released. Hopefully not. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. But they're kind of tre- somewhat trending in opposite directions. Yeah, good matchup. Uh, Julian Arosa versus Lerone Murphy feels that with the win, Arosa should get the Lerone Murphy fight sure. since Jordan was supposed to get it originally. I like that Logical. matchup. It's Logical. a good test for yeah. Lerone. Uh, Jack Shore versus Cody Stamen. That's a fine matchup as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Molly McCann versus J.J. Aldrich. Who I don't believe is booked. She just want to yeah, fight. Yeah, that's that's the most popular one I saw from McCann. I think I also think that that's the one that makes the most sense. If I were to, if I had matched up McCann, uh, I say this now because of course I'm stealing from the listeners. Uh, Aldrich would have been I think the pick. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh boy, we'll, we'll end with that one. Khalil Roundtree. This is this is one that I saw on social media a bunch of times. Khalil Roundtree versus William Knight. Oh, that's the big one. I had I got so many of those. Yeah, that was the uh, Roundtree versus Herman was number two. Roundtree versus Knight number one. That's the one listeners want to see. Uh, I think it'd be awesome. They have there has to be like an amazing height d- disparity between the two, right? Am I crazy? Is is William Knight taller than I think he is? And, he, and he's not that tall. Oh, no, I got to check this out. I'll, I'll keep going. Mike. I'll All right, uh, Alex Morrow versus Jake Matthews. Here's an interesting one. Patty Pimblett versus Tony Ferguson, AK. <laughs> Come on. I, I actually didn't see anything super extreme in my uh, messages. So I saw nothing close to that. Uh, Julian Arosa versus Gavin Tucker. Shiloh. That's my dog. He's He, he likes Julian Arosa versus Gavin Tucker, John Ray. Uh, Molly McCann versus the loser of Macy Barber versus Montana De La Rosa. Patty Pimble versus Joaquin Silva. That seems about right. Khalil Roundtree versus Danilo Marquez. Uh, Alex Morono versus Jared Gooden. I think Morono is a little bit ahead of Jared Gooden. Gooden mm-hmm. just got his first UFC win. Uh, Darren Till versus Brad Tavares, AK. Yeah, yeah. That that was a sensible one. I, I'm surprised uh, I didn't go with that. That actually think, again, because it, it, since I kept saying, like, I want to see him face someone a little more mid-tier, that's pretty much where Tavares is right now. Uh, so yeah, I actually almost like that one more than the pick I went with, more than Holland. But I mean, Holland's certainly the more the more sellable fight. Jack Shore versus Davy Grant. Yes, I like it. That's fine. English on English crime. Uh, Nick Egley. Let's see what we have here. Aspinall oh, versus. Oh, by the way, I want sorry. Roundtree is six foot one. Let's say six foot one. Knight is five foot ten. So not crazy, like yeah. three inches and uh, similar reach actually. So that'd be fun to see. That'd be fun to see. Aspinall versus the winner. This is from Nick Egley. Aspinall versus the winner of Tybora versus Volkov. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moreno versus Tim Means. Sure. Uh, Nick likes Khalil versus Dustin Jacoby. Patty versus Mason Jones. I saw a lot of that uh, uh, because because there was like a chance of them crossing paths in Cage Warriors um, when they were both there. I don't think it was ever booked, but I think there was an element of like if this guy wins this fight and this guy wins this fight, they were probably going to get booked. So, uh, yeah, I love that. I think there's a lot of Cage Warriors fans out there who are uh, a little disappointed that they missed out on that originally. And why not do it in the UFC? Uh, Nick shouted out Casey as well for his awesome shirts he's always wearing. So there you go, Casey. Some love Casey for Casey Lydon? Yeah. Great. Uh, Sean, our friend Conwizzle91. Let's see if we have anything new. Roundtree versus Alonzo Menafield. This is not... This is like on the border for me, AK. Let me give me your thoughts on this. Patty Pimblett versus Jim Miller. I saw that. I saw one of those too. I wonder... Who was this? Who sent this to you? This is Sean. Uh, Conwizzle91 oh, okay. no, on IG. I got, a different, I got a different person. Yeah, I don't... I Someone... So the person who sent it to me, I think... Uh, uh, explained it with like they want to see him brought up slowly and i'm like is that a slow i get it jim miller is not a contender anymore i i understand that is that really considered a slow like roll up he's so he's so the kind of guy who could like spoil the pimblet hype train yeah it's a ah, yeah. but, at this, but at the same time i mean pimblet would be favored and also a win would move him up the rankings pretty quickly like that puts him in like the top 30 if he beats jim miller i think that's uh, as high but, as i would go i wouldn't go any higher than that okay yeah i i, I don't i don't love it just because the big gap in ufc experience but but I, I get it to the matchmakers that doesn't matter as much really more they compare overall records so it's fine but uh, even then that and the, then again who has a record like jim miller if we're gonna if we're gonna play that card so uh yeah not my favorite not my favorite uh kyle smith talked about the oblique kick uh how long are they gonna be allowed 
probably forever. Uh, he likes Roundtree versus Kennedy and Sachuku, or maybe another one for William Knight. Patty the Batty. Throw out Joe Selecki. I don't like that one. That's a dangerous fight. Uh, Jamie Malarkey's fighting Devontae Smith. But he also said he wouldn't be mad to see Patty Pimble versus Jeremy Stevens. Oh, Jeremy Stevens would love that. He would just he would just treat him like a McGregor proxy. And by the way, people, McGregor and Pimble have almost like nothing in common other than they're both from the UK and Wait, is Northern? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna scrub the Irish. Other than they're both from Europe, <laughs> and they're both cocky guys. They're fighting style. I saw someone go like go like, oh well, I guess they're not gonna want to match uh, Patty Pimblett up with a grappler on Twitter uh, with a grappler. And I'm like, he's a grappler. <laughs> Patty Pimblett's a grappler. Like people don't know, he's a grappler. The stand up is actually like his weakness. He likes to throw. Like he clearly has power, but like he's not a striker by any means. So I found that funny. That I think because he's getting this kind of McGregor level hype. That people assume he's like another McGregor. He's a very, very different fighter. Yes. Very. Uh, Keegan Elliott likes Aspinall versus the winner of Shamil versus Dacus, and he suggested Patty Pimble versus Otman Azaitar. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little sure. too soon for that. Uh, Drew Hilty, first time submitter. Thank you very much. Welcome, Drew. He likes the Brunson versus Costa Vittori winner. That's a new one. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I think I saw. Yeah. That actually was. I saw at least a couple of people recommend that. Uh, Aswadal's kind of booked. Uh, kind of hard to book. He, he suggested Sakai. Pimblet versus Chris Gritzmacher, who might have a fight, but I'm not really sure. I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, Jack Shore versus Hione Barcelos from our friend Drew. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. We head to Italy. Our guy, Francesco. By the way, people, Tapology. Go to Tapology. They are the most, they're the best database for having fights that are reported, official, rumored. I don't want to, I don't want to hear any excuses about it. I couldn't find out if a fighter was booked. All right. That's no, I don't want to hear it. We, there's, go to Tapology. If they don't have it, then it's either not a, a, a substantial rumor or, or the fighter isn't booked. Uh, Francesco said Brunson should wait. Aspinall versus Derek Lewis. I saw, I saw it recommend, I had, I saw it, at least two people recommend that. I'm I am very much against it. If it happened, I think it'd be cool. I'd obviously I'd I'd uh, I'd, I'd find a way to rationalize it. It's not what I would book. I wouldn't either. Uh, Morono versus Miguel Baeza. Uh, Pimblet versus Austin Hubbard. That's kind of like the range yeah. I would like to see. I like that. I like that. Uh, McCann versus Tracy Cortez and Jack Shore versus Song Yudong. I wouldn't mind that fight either. Oh, right. Tracy Cortez. You know what? I almost take back. That's probably why I wouldn't have done the Alders thing, because I think I'd just like to see them rebook Aldrich and Cortez. Yeah. Or did Aldrich replace Cortez? No, Aldrich was supposed to fight Cortez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, of course, because that was like one of my favorite matchups. Uh, yeah, so I take back the McCann. You know what? Aldrich and McCann or Aldrich Cortez, either one. Uh, another first timer. This is Movin21. Thank you, Movin. Uh, Patty versus Jeremy Stevens. And then another Aspidal Sakai, Roundtree versus Enchituku. Uh Yeah, I mean, Two Those. Pimblet versus Stevenses? You got Another two Pimblet, Pimblet versus, versus Stevens. Stevens? Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. All right. Uh, Dalton Collins, we read his response on the show saying that we were right about the Darren Till elbow <laughs> slash not really sure. knockdown thing. Uh, Tristan Gordet, our friend Tristan Gordet. Oh, boy. Welterweight uh, Morona versus Means. Uh, let's go to the wild card. Julian Rosa versus Darren Elkins. That's just an insane fight. Uh had Elkins facing Skelly at first, but Skelly is facing Mike Trezano on October 9th. 
Uh, Patty Pimblett versus Drew Dober, Tristan Gordat says. And here's his explanation. Yes, Mike, let's throw Patty right into the fire. Dober can't say no because he's on a two-fight skid, and I think the UFC will not slow roll this guy. They're going to try to capitalize on his star power immediately. Drew Dober, I think that's way too high. I agree they're going to capitalize on star power. I just don't think that's the way to do it. Yeah, I I agree with the sentiment that he is going to get probably pushed up pretty quickly, just not that far, not that far apart. Uh, Robbie Ryan checking in from Queensland, Australia. You blokes, let's move on to the next ones. Uh, <laughs> Till Uriah Hall, Aspinall versus the Walt Harris Tai Tuivasa winner. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. Okay. Patty Pimble versus Mark Casey. I don't dislike that one that much. I think that's an okay fight if they can make it. And then, wow, Roundtree versus the winner of Jimmy Crute versus Jamal Hill. I would like to see has it. That been, has that been rebooked officially? I mean, according to social media and those guys, it seems like it got pushed back um, to October. But I don't know. That was the last I I saw. I I don't think that's been. I I will say again, I am going by topology. See, I go. I go. I I will say topology is my Bible. So I don't see it booked yet. uh, But I guess people are talking about it. Yeah, they they went back and forth on social media. Jamal Hill was talking about it, about it being rebooked. Okay. Uh, our friend Jaron Kawada, who we I don't I wouldn't say we called him out last week about how to submit picks, but it was actually more of a learning tool for everybody else yes. who's who's new to the show how to submit edutainment. Uh, so he said, "Thanks for the embarrassing shout out. I'll get my picks in on time <laughs> next week." Uh, uh, he suggests a Rosa versus Venata or Trezano, uh, Shore versus Yudana, like that. Alex Morono versus Michelle Bejeda. Interesting. I People would just throwing out Demolador's name all over the place. What was it last week? Last week it was uh, they wanted him for someone had a big, who had a big welterweight win. They were like Daniel Rodriguez, and I'm like, I don't know, guys. Guys, you got to put a little more thought. I love Michelle Bejeda. I love Demolador. You guys got to put a little more thought into these matchups. All right, that's. I think they're just throwing it, throwing it out there. Uh, Molly McCann versus Sajara Eubanks. Don't mind yeah. that. Patty Pimmel that's versus Mike Davis. No way. Mike, speaking of underappreciated fighters, Mike Davis is on He's that great. list. He yeah, is I, a I, dangerous man. I think the Mason Jones one makes more the, who Mike Davis beat. I think the Mason Jones one makes more sense. Uh, Christian Lee agrees. Darren Till versus Kevin Holland. Uh, win or lose. So he's right there with you. Thank man, you. it's rough. I still believe in Till. I still think he's a contender at 185 or 170. Brunson put the top pressure on both guys so they can pre-fight bond over that. I think this, they is, both, this is from Christian Lee, right? This is Christian Lee, yep. Thank you, my cousin. Thank you. Yes, I think they both have similar strengths. That would make for a pretty exciting matchup. Not so much of a step down for Till. Keeps him relevant and in the headlines and probably would be the favorite in that fight. So, man, you and your cousin Christian are on the thank, same page. Thank you, my cousin. Thank you. And here's an interesting pick for Patty Pimblet, AK. Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Oh, come on. Listen to this, all right? What a debut. The new cash cow, the new main man. Got caught with a good punch, but he recovered immediately. I think they should use an established name for his next fight. I think Cowboy makes for the most exciting fight to promote. Cowboy said he wants to return to 155, and he's still on the roster. So that seems like that's still the plan. If it's one last rodeo, make it against a young rising star. I can see the UFC doing it. That's, Absolutely. That's not what I want to do. That does seem like a very <laughs> UFC thing to do. Absolutely. Um, Patrick Austin, we'll round out with him. Uh, the quote-unquote impressive wins Darren Till has over has overall have one thing in common. They should be fighting in a 165-pound weight class. He lost to Gasolum. His journeyman status has begun. 
Bronson needs to fight Cannonier. He won't get a title fight by waiting. He'll be waiting forever. Sean Strickland will leapfrog him, not to mention a finish from Paul, Paul Costa automatically gets him a rematch simply because it will sell more pay-per-views. He likes Morono versus Pajeda, Patty the Batty versus Terrence McKinney. McKinney has a fight. Uh, Roundtree versus Ed Herman. Tom Aspinall, better learn to manage distance. He'll be safe if they give him Augusta Sakai, but after that, dot, dot, dot. He likes Julian Arosa versus Herbert Burns. It's a coin flip if either make weight. And then Patrick Austin responded this morning, my bad, guys. It seems that tequila makes me mouthy and a bit mean. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I had a few people who mentioned that they were probably drinking a little more than usual during a, 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 an earlier evening card. Wow. Uh, I guess I can, which I guess is a good thing. I guess it means most of them are not getting intoxicated during these like 10, 11, 12 uh, UFC cards. But so uh, good. I'm glad people could enjoy themselves and uh, yes. and imbibe. All right, on to you, okay. my friend. All right, all right. Let's see if we can get through this. Uh, first of all, yes. So some of the big picks: Brunson versus Cannonier by far was the the biggest recommendation I saw for Brunson. No surprise. Uh, Till versus Hall was just above Till versus Holland. But I, I did see definitely more people saying Till and Uriah Hall. I love that matchup. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And uh, everyone was Aspen Alsakai. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Murano versus Kraus. That was a big one with a lot of people pointing out coach versus coach. Let's get these let's get these two coaches in there. Um, uh, Denny Capps specifically mentioning that they're coaches who both have nine and four UFC records. So that's kind of eerie there. Wow. Uh, Roundtree versus Knight, like I said, was number one. Herman was second. And then Roundtree versus Menafield was third. But I had more than two votes for all of those. So uh, a lot of excitement over Roundtree next. The number one Pimblet matchup I saw, Mike, uh, did you mention these in yours? Matt Frivola. I thought about I, I didn't see one of those. That was my initial thought, but I felt... I felt like he's a little bit above that right now. I don't know. Apparently, that's a thing. Or, uh, no, no. I, 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 actually, I think I actually thought that Frivola was might have been too big of a step up for him. Frivola's tough, man. He's tough. He is. He he's is. lost uh, in like, I, bizarre ways. But I think most people who mentioned it said they want to see uh, Pimblet take a big step up. I think, they, I think they mentioned Frivola out of respect, not out of like, oh, it's an easy. They're like, no, no. We want to see him step up now. So they said throw him in the Frivola. Uh, other popular picks for him, Clay Guida. And uh, Scotty Hot Sauce Holtzman. Uh, McCann versus Aldrich, by far the most popular McCann pick. Um, and then Shore versus Rafael Asuncao was actually the most popular Jack Shore uh, suggestion I got. And then Kenny and Carly Phillips were both up there as well. Um, and then uh, people really wanted Julian Arosa versus Darren Elkins. So I'm totally into that. I think it's that's awesome. Uh, and Arosa versus uh, Caceres was also up there. And uh, Marc-Andre Barriot, the most popular pick. Puna Soriano. I saw many Barrio versus Soriano picks. And uh, I've, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, let me go to Twitter first here. Uh, we had a we had a Twitter user who goes by Woman of Many Vices, Mike, who tagged both of us, I believe. Uh, first time getting her, managing to get her picks in. So I'll just read all these out. Uh, Brenton should wait. Till versus Holland. Aspinall versus Sakai. Pimblet versus Moikano. Juliana Rosa versus Bryce Mitchell. And Khalil Roundtree versus Alonzo Menafield. Uh, Arosa versus Mitchell, Mike. What do you? We just don't know where Mitchell is. But would that be a good fight for him to come back to? You think? Um, I think Mitchell should fight a top ten guy. Honestly, I think he's he's earned that right. That went over Andre Feely has put him in that position where he should fight mm-hmm. a top ten guy. So there's it, there's just no reward in fighting Julian Arosa right now. It's a dangerous fight, and you don't get much from it. You just mm. don't. It's it's I, just I, the risk reward factor is not quite there for a guy who's ranked in that crazy division right now. Yeah, yeah. The time away. I, I just wonder if the time away he's lost a little bit of esteem. But then again, considering how often we have people asking about him, maybe not. 
a user called at the highlight and their username is just the emoji of a tiger um has uh first of all uh is very excited about the ranking show and just uh so thank you for listening to that as well this is shout outs from morocco mike we're getting some play in morocco uh, a lovely place that my parents actually recently visited so uh thank you at the highlight uh, i'll also read these out brunson canier till hall shore asun sao aspinall versus blagoa ivanov and uh Pimblet versus Guram Kutatlatse. Uh, I saw a lot of people actually specifically saying they do not want to see this matchup for Patty, like he's not ready. Um, but our friend the highlight says when Patty signed to the UFC, uh, Goram challenged him. That's right, I remember this. And Patty responded by saying that Georgians were fake Russians. So he says there'd be a good fight with a lot of tension. Hopefully that wouldn't get too <laughs> too ugly with the trash talk there. But I, I get, I do remember this incident now. And then uh, Nathan L I E Q. I'll shout them out. Guys, follow them on Twitch, twitch.tv slash L-I-E-Q. Let's watch. Uh, let's give Nathan some support here. Also, a first time. Uh, how do they describe it? Long time listener. First time sender in nerver. So, uh, yeah, that's a word. No, send, yeah, that's a word. Sender in nerver. So, thank you, Nathan. Uh, yes. Brunson versus Cannoneer. Pimblet Hubbard and Barrio versus Anders. All right. Let's get to some of the regulars here. Uh, so, guys, I remember I'm not going to read all these. If uh, There's a lot of consensus picks, but you guys know what you said. So just picking out some some interesting ones here. Uh, Jerry McNulty with the Brunson versus Costa Vittori winner and then Till fights the Costa Vittori loser. So I kind of like when people do that, when do a little bit of um, uh, there's a matchup coming up and we can just kind of take the two guys from this card and, and slot them in somewhere. So good good job there, Jerry. Braden O'Neill, Barriot versus Carl Roberson, Maximov winner, Nick Maximov, I think, uh, September 25th. And Danny Capps coming in with Barriot versus Wellington Terman, which he says he was, is an obvious matchup, he says, uh, Roundtree versus Jacoby. Uh, Four Corner Sports NY, just uh, with a few suggestions, but I wanted to point out them saying Aspinall by next year will be top three, Mike, if not competing for the title. So let's say by, by next September. Tom Aspinall will be a top three UFC heavyweight. Mm, possible. Possible. He'd have to fight like, it would have to be like if Sidiel Gan loses to, well, whoever loses if the, they do the Gan and Ganu matchup. And then I think I could definitely see Aspinall within his, oh, no, he feels so far away from one of those fights though. But it is heavyweight, you know, and he keeps finishing people. And like we said, some people suggested Derek Lewis, right? He beats Derek Lewis. He's in the top five. And I guess after that, who knows? So, like I said, I don't see that matchup happening. Uh, but, yeah, no, it wouldn't shock me. I don't think that's a crazy prediction at all. I don't. Um, he, but he, it's just it's about activity. If he <laughs> fights, you know, if he gets three or four more fights in the next year, within the next 12 months, it's it's possible. He could definitely be a top three guy. Uh, Barry O'Reilly was one of the people predicting the Pimblet versus Jones. Uh, as pointing out, if he, uh, Jones, Mason Jones is fighting Alan Patrick. Alan Patrick or yeah, am I Alan Patrick? On yeah, they're rematching. Yes, and uh, he said again, pointing out this was teased in Cage Wars, and it'd be great to get it in the UFC. Stephen Breiter, Barrio versus uh, Tom Breeze. I think people just want me to say Barrio. Uh, Shore versus Haoni Barcelos. I made a note to read this because he said, uh, "Would have loved to see Shore push get the finish, but a fantastic technical performance and domination. So I want to bump Shore past. Ah, that's right." He doesn't see any need for the Saeed Nurmagomedov rebooking. Just give him Barcelos for the right outside of the top 15 matchup. So uh, good call there, Steven. And uh, Pimblet, bring him along, bring him along real slow, uh, and hopefully we can get him. He's a David Tamer 
who's been out of action for a bit. I assume uh, uh, COVID-19 travel issues, really, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, so if David Tamer were to come back, I don't think they give him Pimblet. He's been away for about a couple of years, but I don't I don't mind that. Michael Perugini wants a Barrio versus uh, Kyle Dacus, assuming he loses to Kevin Holland. Harsh. Not, not a safe assumption, but I would say. And how do you feel about Shore versus Song Yadong? Like it. Yeah. I think, again, that's the right range we've kind of discussed, yeah. Uh, Ryan Dory, Alex Morano versus Elizu Zaleski. Uh, he was supposed to fight Rachmanov. It looks like that fight's been canceled, I think. I think that's supposed to happen in October. So I do think Zaleski is free. Um, so I think that's all right, Ryan. Uh, Nate Andrews. I've got to keep these things organized. Nate Andrews, Till versus Strickland Rockhold winner. If he wins, the talk would be absurd. Uh, oh, Strickland wins, excuse me. The talk would be absurd. Till's ego about fights he'll take is the wild card. This is true, and I think he wants Izzy too bad to take the step back he needs. Yeah, I think that's the most, I think that's the mentality we've, most people have been going in is he's not gonna want to take a step back, so. Oh, by the, by the way, yeah, um, Shafkat versus Zaleski, that was supposed to be take place in October of last year. Oh, gosh. Really? That was the okay. initial I, fight before Alex Oliveira stepped in for Rachmanov's oh, UFC debut. Okay, okay, that's what sounds so familiar, but okay. Right. Okay. Not not upcoming. Uh, Morano versus Matt Brown. You said great matchup. Pimblet versus yeah. This is another uh, Nate Andrews was the guy who sent me Pimblet versus Jim Miller. Meatball McCann versus Sabina Mazo. Uh, Maria Agapova winner October 9th, Mike. Step back. Is it a step back for her? I don't know. I, like I, I just don't. I feel like Sabina Mazo on paper should just run through Agapova. Like I, am I? I don't know if I don't think I'm too off base in saying that. Sabina has been yeah. I'm still a believer. In Agapova. I just feel, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't know how good Sabina is. Like, she's shown flashes of absolute brilliance. And then she doesn't. It's just it's just crazy. It's just interesting. And she's not that active. So maybe, like, I, I think Meatball, like, McCann getting that win was so massive. But it's not like she's won four, like, three fights in a row. Like, that was her first win since the Boston card in October 2019. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean that's that seems to be fine. Like Meatball's at a tough position. One twenty five is not that there's not a ton of fighters in that division. There just isn't at this moment. So yeah, if if that's the fight they make, that's the fight they make. Uh this and I also want to read one comment from Nate. Uh he has it has a stage direction, so I hope the mic can pick this up. One second. Uh for the he says, For the love of God, can someone please give me a rosa? Versus Darren Elkins. Uh, did you get the table slapping? I did. That was okay. beautiful. I, yes, that was. It's a, it's a stage direction to slap table. So, uh, people, if you send stage directions, <laughs> I will do my best to to accommodate. Uh, but yeah, apparently, like I said, that's one of the popular picks. But Nate Andrews was particularly emphatic that this fight needs to happen. Uh, Dustin Getko, Pimblet versus Jordan Levitt. A eh, little too, a little too safe, I think. And oh, he's with you, Mike. He said Roundtree versus Azamat Merzakhanov. So there we go. That's so. That is our first possible contender series. That is, well, I shouldn't say on our show, the first ought no contender series matchup of the year. It's already off to a rollicking start, apparently. At Ao, it's Dad. Uh, sure, sure. He's a sure versus Ricky Tercios. No, no, right? Doesn't make sense for you. Ricky hasn't even had like Ricky kind of had his I, UFC debut. No, know. you can't do that yet. Uh, Roundtree versus Kamer, super fun stand-up fight. Both guys desperately need to win. Even this, even uh, with Khalil winning. Uh, oh yes, I wanted to read this. He says he went to middle school with Khalil Roundtree, and he said, "What a true transformation and great story." So that's kind of cool. 
And uh, Till versus Brad Tavares. This makes a lot of sense. Brad deserves to step up. Till needs to step back. Favorable matchup should uh, should Till win. Um, Hayes Bethard. Uh, let me run this. Morano versus Price Oliveira winner, October 2nd. Roundtree versus Maxim Grishin. Pimblet versus Yorosh Medich. Jalen Turner winner, September 25th. Maybe. McCann versus Firo. And uh, Maeda Bueno Silva winner, also September 25th. So keep an eye on that card. Uh, a Jack Shore. Oh, this is a good one. Jack Shore versus Chito Vera. If he loses to Edgar on November 6th. Uh, what did Hayes have to say about this? He said, I've lost, I've lost the message. Uh, either way, I like that. I don't think that's a bad matchup. I, you know what? I'm going to say something a little crazy right now. I wouldn't mind Jack Shore fighting the winner of that fight either. The winner of... Okay, yes. Okay, yes. Uh, oh, here's what I want to say. So this is a potential uh, future uh, point discussion. So he's, this was exactly what Hayes wrote. Uh, Cheeto, if Frankie beats him. And if Cheeto wins, Carla Phillips would be a good test. He says, note that this is one person with a contingency. So I should be granted a full point if this comes true. I assume he means Cheeto, if Frankie beats him. Hayes, you're only getting a point for Cheeto. All right, I'm just gonna put that. You're not getting a point for. I, I, I don't don't try to confuse me with this with this rules stuff. All yeah. Right? See now what they're trying to do. Look, see the, what they're trying oh to do is they're trying no. to stage contingencies to oh, earn yeah. the Falatno point because they know how rare they are. So they're trying to find right. loopholes within the rule set. I understand in this economy, everyone's trying to get points. <laughs> I get it. I, it's tough. It's hard out there. But guys, people, let's be reasonable. Uh, Marcus McGahey calling this the uh, Blonde Brunson edition, a.k.a. I love this, the Simon Phoenix edition. That is, okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Morano versus Jake Matthews, Pimblett versus uh, Rafael Alves, uh, Molly McCann versus Courtney Casey. I like that. And then he's, he said he's feeling frisky, Mike, so he's got some Contender Series picks. These are just for you. Again, I'm sorry. I did not watch this, uh, the debut episode of the Contender Series. AJ Fletcher versus Orion Kosky. He was also Contender Series, right? Last year, right? Uh, yeah, brother? Orion oh, just lost his. Yeah, Orion just lost his debut to Phil Rowe, if memory yeah, serves yeah. me correctly. It's that. I. I. Is that makes sense. Fletcher Koski is that? Kosi. Um. Kosi. Is Fletcher an eighty-fiver? I don't know anything about that episode of the Hold on, let me, let me just look Keep, keep going. Keep right. going. I'll read this out. Uh, Joe Anderson Brito versus T.J. Brown. Okay. Uh, Azamat Merzakana versus Danilo Marquez. Carlos, these are some great names. I should have watched this. These names are amazing. Carlos Candelario versus the Jeff Molina, Daniel Lacerda loser, October 23rd. And Victor Altamirano versus Ode Osborne. Uh, yeah, those are fine. Yeah, Fletcher is a 170-er. My apologies. Okay. I thought for you was okay. 85 for a second. So, yeah, I like all of those. All, of those all right. Chips. Well done, Marcus. Well done. And uh, Till versus Jotko if Jocko beats Sirkanov on October 2nd. Yes, guys, I love these pullback fights. Again, we know he's gonna probably going to get another top 10, top 12 guy next. But I like if people at least – our listeners are trying to help you, UFC matchmakers. All right, They're trying to help you figure <laughs> out what to do with Till. Uh, as is the UFC report. He says the Shabazian Imavov uh, winner, November 6th. I like that one too. Thomas Collins coming in. Uh, McCann versus Gina Mazzani. Shore versus Rani Haniyaya, excuse me. And Tok Gerding Jensen, our man in Denmark. Uh, I just wanted to read some. Some some of them have been read before, but uh, he said, Derek Brunson's, he said, I know you said that you're not broke and you can wait, 
but he says you cannot wait for a title shot. He says, I'm sure he says, does not think they'll give it to him. So he does want to see Brunson versus uh, Vittorio Costa winner. Till, he said, my man, step back, take on Brad Tavares, last chance of this wait. And uh, Tom Aspinall says, you're a star, or you will be when you beat your next opponent, Augusto Sakai. So some good uh, suggestions there. He had some other ones too, but some really good stuff from Toke. Thank you. Uh, Liam Perry, Till versus Heinish. Yes. Pimblet versus Combo Worthy. Oh, so money, Mike. So money. Uh, Molly McCann versus the uh, Tinina Shevchenko. Casey O'Neill winner, October 2nd. Erosa versus Akeem Dawadu. And uh, Barrio versus Trevin Giles. And I wanted to read this message from our pal, Brian Cashman, who just says, Happy Sunday, AK and Mike. Uh, no, I am not the general manager of the Yankees. <laughs> uh, but Mike, Mike, imagine growing up in Massachusetts as a Red Sox fan with my name. So he is from your neck of the woods. Nice. And his name is Brian Cashman. So. That's hilarious. <laughs> so uh, he had some of this just as well, but that's I just thought that was funny. Uh, all right, guys, just a few more to get through here. Uh, let's go to Instagram first. I got a newcomer. Carlos Torres Buckley Cazeres. Wants to see Till versus Perry or Till versus Shemaev. Uh, Shemaev is fighting Lee on uh, Jingling Lee on uh, Lee Jingling. Excuse me, on October 30th. And uh, Carlos, you will be ineligible for points because you did not pick a specific matchup. But uh, I appreciate it either way. Uh, I appreciate the suggestion. You you are in the books, but you are in the, ineligible for points. We are harsh here, even with first timers. Matt Bradbury, uh, Barrio versus uh, v, um, what's his name? Adolfo Vieira. Alex Morano versus Francisco Trinaldo. Uh, how do you think this one? Dylan shoots says Pimblet versus Sean Soriano. Tough fight. Um, fight. I, I think it's a fine fight. The name value probably won't be where he wants to be. Oh, I like this. MMA heads said, why not? Uh, why don't give? Why don't give? Why don't we give uh, Alex Morano Kevin Lee if he's going to stay at 170, which I guess he has to. That's... I didn't even think of that one, but That's that makes another tough matchup, though. That's another like first round, ra- first round Kevin Lee win, and then I feel like he just gets like pieced up or something in the next two rounds. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, it makes sense. I'm, I'm I mean, what's the difference between Matt Brown and Kevin Lee right now? Yeah, uh, Michael Conifry, uh, Julian Arosa versus Landa Venata. Landa Venata is fighting Tucker Lutz on November 13th, but I love the matchup so much that I hope it does happen um i do love Arosa versus Venata, and shore versus adrian yanez i think shore's just too far ahead of adrian right now like adrian's on a nice run oh, yeah. okay right. adrian's on a nice run right now he's he's on his way there but shore deserves a guy shore deserves like a top 15 and 20 guy at worst right now he, he's earned it he's he's got enough wins yanez is very close to getting to that same spot i just i, I don't no i i just i'd love to see it i just it's 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 like it's like a high school girlfriend. Like you might be Mr. Right, just not Mr. Right now, and, and that's how I feel about this fight. I love that. Uh, I got my man uh, Nivathan Kuganantham from uh, Marco. Markham's in the house as always. Uh, Roundtree versus Jamal Hill. Uh, Murano versus Phil Rowe, and then he says he wants Rowe versus Usman. So I don't know if that's a thing, but. <laughs> I guess he's a big Phil Rowe fan. Phil Rowe, uh, come on. Phil Rowe just won his first fight. Like, and he was getting kind of pieced up by Orion Kosi in that first he round. I mean, come on. Gotta, Alex Morota just is, is on, has won three out of four. He's a like a veteran <laughs> of the sport at this point. Like, the guy's been in the UFC for years. No, Phil Rowe should be fighting 
another guy. You know what? You throw Phil Rowe in with with Lewis Cosey. Have him defeat the whole there family. Go. There you go. Well, look, look, uh, <laughs> the Cosey Hunter. Uh, well, in the event, either way, I appreciate the suggestion. And uh, he t- he did put like a giggling emoji after. Uh, question he has for us. Earlier this year, Nate Diaz was rumored to only have a couple of fights left on his contract. Recently, Conor McGregor claimed to have the same. Should they both hold out to fight each other and have McGregor Diaz three promoted by themselves outside of the UFC? Possibly the biggest pay per view for MMA. Uh, maybe the return of uh, Lobov and uh, and men. He said Melendez. I assume he means Chad Mendez uh, on the card. So I guess no. He means Gilbert, teammate, teammate type deal. Is he coming back? I don't know. I mean, if they do it outside the UFC, wait, maybe. He... Okay. All right. Well, it's a, uh, so I guess he's asking, uh, can they? Wait? Well, you really can't wait out a UFC contract, can you? That's really not a thing, is it? I don't know if they mean. I don't know if it means wait out the whole contract or just like not fight each other until the both of their respective contracts are up. Um, I mean, I think those oh. two are. I mean, I th- listen. I th- I think those two are nuts if they don't fight each other in the UFC at this point because I, I what they do outside. I mean, they maybe maybe they can make more money promoting it themselves, but then that sort of takes away those jake paul type fights that are there like right now you know what i mean like both those those guys individually fighting jake paul is probably more of a money maker than those two guys fighting each other whether it's in the ufc or outside of the ufc so i think i think nate's got maybe two fights left connor's got two or three fights left and you can't even really start making these matchups yet because Connor, we don't know what's happening with Connor. We don't know when he's going to be back. He's probably going to be back. It, it, it could be another year before Connor fights again. So Nate seems to want to fight Vicente Luque. At least he's putting that out there on social media. So there's one of the fights. And then if Nate only has two left, his next fight should be against Connor, the trilogy fight, and go okay. from there. So uh, Nate, it probably would happen in the UFC. And by the way, you're right. You're right. He it's a great question, means, though. Sorry. Yeah. He obviously means, uh, you're right, the return of Lobov. I was thinking Lobov versus Melendez. That's why I thought he meant Ochad Mendez. Right. He, he just means because uh, Lobov recently retired and Melendez has been out, of, out for a long time. So, right, right. You put them on the card facing other people. And, okay. So, uh, yes. Great question. Thank, thank you, Nivathan. Uh, no, facing each uh, other. They're not the same weight class. Melendez oh, I guess. Oh, the wait, four, Melendez. They're there for the 45ers. Oh, oh, he did end as a one. God. I'm all out of sorts with this question. It's a great question. I didn't understand it. That's on me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nevathan, for the question. Uh, uh, let's finish up with emails here. Robert Miller, uh, he said, uh, when, <laughs> when are you guys going to come out with a weekly Otno point rankings for us listeners? I got to see where I rank with the other listeners with all these points. Guys, Otno points are not for you to compare it to each other. These are This is not a game. Like, these, like I said, these things have value. These are for you to feed your families, put your kids through school. Uh, this is not a game as to who is uh, who has got more correct picks. And please, let's uh, let's not go there. All right, uh, let, me, uh, let me just throw this out there, okay? Mike, okay? please do it. You and I, it. and I'm not sitting there saying like we are the. I, I feel we are very hard workers. We are very hard workers. We have a lot on our plates. To find extra time, like sometimes doing this show on Sunday, we're doing it on like two hours of sleep. Okay, so there's not a lot of time for us to go outside of this and create a spreadsheet with all of our growing listener base submitting questions about Otno points. So if you want to do this and if the listening community wants to do something of that sort, what are you doing, Mike? Why don't somebody step up and do it themselves? No. Okay. For those who, who listen to the program every week and really care about the Otno points, we need one person to go out 
and create the Otno Point spreadsheet, like little fantasy Otno, some fantasy Otno. You know, someone's going to be the commissioner. It ain't going to be you and I. Someone be the commissioner and do it. Mike, this is the internet. You just (laughs) said it and you just spoke it into existence. Someone's going to do this Who's going to do it? That's what I want to see. Who's stepping up? I would like to make it clear. I am not endorsing this. I, uh, you, I think our listeners also have a lot of uh, time. Like, sorry, don't have a lot of free time. I think they need to focus on their work or school or families. But I am not saying I'm not saying don't do this because I, I don't want to shoot down Mike's suggestion. But I just want to say I am not endorsing it. Whoever decides to, if you decide to do it on your own and you have time, more power to you. But please, That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm Please, saying. No one out there feel obligated. <clears throat> excuse me. No one out there feel obligated to do this. Please. Yes. If this is a thing and people really want this, it's up to you guys to do it. That's all I'm saying. Mike, they're going to want a prize at the end of the year. No. They're going to want some sort of trophy. You get a shout out. That's it. Uh, you'll get it. Yeah, you, you get, get a quarter it. Otno point automatically if you do this. A quarter. You will be known as the... <laughs> So generous. <laughs> See, we, we're not one of those people like, oh, we're paying you an exposure. No, no, no. You will be compensated. Uh, you will be good. And then and announces the king or queen or some other title of of the, uh, you know, whatever year of Otno. Uh, so, uh, gosh, I just know. Why did you do this, Mike? Why did you do this to our <laughs> listeners? Uh, Robert had a bunch of good suggestions besides that. Uh, one of them being Arosa versus Feely. I like that. Yes. Uh, Casey Carpenter. Just as nice. So she says. Uh, they say thank you for all your wonderful podcasts. You guys make my 40, 45 minute drive to work a lot better and uh, really like the wrecking show. Intrigued by who the rogue is. Uh, if you listen to our other shows, it's not really a secret. I'm not going to just. You know who the rogue is. Are you kidding me? I, I, I've seen a lot of people who don't. I saw a lot of people message me like, who's the rogue ranker? And I'm like, if you just li- listen to the rankings pan, a show, uh, and really any of our other shows, we've brought it up before. It's not a secret. It's not, I'm not just going to throw it out there, but it's not a big secret who the rogue panelist is. <laughs> <laughs> really, just read the list of names you guys can find for who it is. Absolutely, that's it. Uh, and uh, Casey also gave us an or thing, but I like them both. So again, I'm probably no points here, but I like the possibility of Pimblet versus Ricky Glenn or Meyerbeck Taisumov. So I like the suggestions. Sure. You know, I might give a half point if one of those comes up. Zachary Leff, uh, Aspinall versus Dacus if he beats Ab- Abdurakimov on September 25th, and Moreno versus Baeza. Miguel Baeza. And let's end with Ren Odenheimer, who kind of just broke down what they should do with the main event here. Uh, okay, right, with Brunson. Okay. Uh, Brunson versus Cannoneer. Yes, the most popular pick of this episode, probably. But, and I think you might have touched upon this or mentioned it before, Mike, uh, put it put it on the Adesanya Whitaker card. Uh, designate Brunson as, I don't know if he specified Brunson, he says, but one of them should be designated as the number one contender. Uh, I, again, I would say Brunson. And then, uh, so he's the first alternate option. Then, okay, if something crazy happens, then Cannoneer is the second alternate option. And then if somehow Adesanya and Whitaker can't fight, really, whoever's remaining of the four guys uh, would then fight for, an in, like if it was Whitaker and Cannoneer or Cannoneer and Brunson, then you would uh, have them fight for an interim title. So, so yes, yeah, so this makes a lot of sense. And, and it kind of fulfills what I want to see where the the guys who are picked as reserves get a ch- still also have a chance to fight and get a win bonus as well. Um, so Ren, I like I like how you broke this down. I agree, and I do think that, and he, and he was making uh, Ren is making a grander point also that the UFC should just do this more often. Um, I understand it's not possible with fighter schedules, and you know if you have a big fight like that, you need to fill up like fight night lineups, like headliners and things like that. So that's one thing getting in the way of them stacking cards like this. But in these situations, this is what should happen. Should you, let's bring it full circle because we can't shut up about. It. Should they try and do something similar for? 
No, Carla shouldn't have to fight anyone, right? No. Not even yeah, no way. <laughs> Carla just gets her. I'm sorry, I don't know why. <laughs> Carla just gets her title shot. But there are other situations where I think the contender line's a little bit closer, and uh, you could do that. Uh, you know, one number one, number two contenders, or three and four, or whatever, are the you know sort of just there as unofficial backups or official backups, but also a fight. Carla should play, and I know Dana White has denied this, but from all accounts, this is very true. Carlos Sparza should be getting the Carlos Condit treatment right now, where the UFC is paying her to step aside for this rematch because mm. she has earned it that much. Okay? Because remember, Condit was the guy. They brought in Nick Diaz. And then, according to multiple reports, Ariel Hawani, I believe, was the first one on this. They paid Carlos Condit, like, step aside money just so the UFC could book St. Pierre versus Diaz. Even though uh, Conda was clearly the guy, so yes, they should inter, like if I'm Carla, I'm not even putting myself in the backup discussion. I am calling her manager and being like, "Get me that step aside money, and my next fight is for the title, no doubt about it." I will wait. Like, and if Zhang wins and they do the trilogy fight, I'll wait all you want. Pay me, give me that step aside money, and then I, I I'm that. okay with all of this. But she should be compensated for that. And she should not be even offered another fight. She shouldn't even be offered a backup fight. She should not have to weigh in at MSG. She shouldn't. She should just get paid anyways. Because she is the rightful contender. She is the rightful challenger for this title. Not John Whaley. And I get why they're doing this. But Carla, this is an absolute hose job at its max, AK. And you know this. We could go another 30 minutes talking oh, about the I'm Carla's I'm so mad right now. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, but listen, Carla... Us in the media, oh, I shouldn't speak for all of us. Mike and I, Mike and me, and I know a lot of our colleagues, we're looking after you. And Carla and your team, look after Carla. Let, take take care of Carla. Do not, please do not throw her in some situation that she doesn't need to be in. Uh, look after her and make sure she gets she gets that money and gets that title shot uh, sooner rather than later. That's so right. there we go, uh, guys. Ama- listen, amazing suge- ama- the, the suggestions are amazing every week. I feel like they were like a little more amazing this week, probably because those submitting them were not again. We're not like us working on like three or four hours of sleep. <laughs> These early cards are good for everybody. They're good for everybody. Uh, you can reach me, guys. Please send all your lovely suggestions and comments and questions to uh, Alexander K. Lee on Twitter, at Alexander K. K. Lee on Instagram, Alex.Lee at SBNation.com uh, for email. Yes, and most the best way to to, to submit yours to me uh, on Instagram DM at m underscore heck jr. Uh, we did get a last minute submission from Chris London. Um, a lot of these are mentioned. Uh, I'll throw out a couple of these. Uh, Rosa versus Feely. You already said uh, mm-hmm. Jack Shore. He said rebooked the Nurmagomedov fight. Um, oh, so doesn't doesn't want to move on. Pimblet versus Scott Holtzman. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a fine fight. This was. This was uh, kind of interesting. Chris London suggests that Khalil Roundtree should have to fight Rumble Johnson, and in parentheses it says punishment for knee stomps. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Set, set, send it one, one off to Bellator. Oh, God. One off to Bellator and then bring him back. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a, a point of contention for a little while. People, if you're okay with people kicking each other in the head, you got to be okay with them kicking each other in the knees. I'm sorry. That's just, that's, uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's definitely a discussion worth having. I'm not saying it's cut and dry. But for me, uh, that's that's where I'm at with it right now. Well, like I said, there'll be discussions. There'll be people doing research about it and talking about it. And who knows? I, I, it may change my opinion. But right now, I'm on the side of uh, that stuff's legal. If if it, if it gets banned, um, I'll kind of understand why. But I'm not in favor of banning. Yeah, I mean, it's and if it does get banned, it's got to take an awful long time for that to happen. Um, okay, so 
for those who uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're aware at this point, uh, no UFC event next week. No UFC, no card. No card next weekend. They're back on September the 18th. Uh, a little earlier start time. It's kind of, it's it's not the late start. It's not the early start. It's right in the middle. Prelims are scheduled to start at 4 p.m. Eastern uh, next Saturday, or not next Saturday, September 18th. Next Saturday, we get some Triller action. As of right now, Vitor Belfort versus Evander Holyfield. Now in Florida, That's we got happening. Anderson Silva versus Tito. It's happening, man. It's not happening. From what From what I understand... Evander Holyfield has signed his contract. This oh, thing is so actually going down, and there's a good chance that I'm covering no. this thing. So uh, we will know in the next day or two. We have to because I think all the press conferences and all that craziness start on Wednesday. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to this. I get I get sent to like the craziest events. I covered BKFC 19 in Tampa, and then I'm going back to Florida potentially to cover this. But when the UFC returns on September the 18th, as of right now, AK, we went from a 2 p.m. Eastern prelim start time for a card that had nine fights to a 4 p.m. Eastern start time that, as of right now, has 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 15 fights! 15 what? fights! Wait, you're talking about the September 18th card? September 18th. What? Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann is the main event. I like it. Iwan okay, Kutalaba versus uh-huh. Devin Clark, the co-main event. Jim Miller is on this card against Nicholas Mota. What? I didn't even know that. We, we talked about Jim Miller so much this show, I didn't even mention it. <laughs> Joaquin Buckley is back uh-huh. against Antonio Ahoyo. I like it. Christos Yagos versus Armand Sarukian. Uh, Sarukian, yes. Good fight. Uh, the rebooking of Mandy Boehm versus Ariane Lipsky. Yes, Boehm finally making her UFC, uh, highly anticipated UFC debut. Zhu Rong is back, taking on Dakota Bush. One of the most underrated 35ers who I think could fight for a title someday. Montel Jackson is yeah. on this card against uh, Dana Baccarel. Erin Blanchfield's UFC debut is finally happening. She takes on Sarah Alpar. Mike Rodriguez back inside the cage against Tafan Nchukwi. Impa Kasanganai is back against Carlston Harris. Panny Kianzad versus Raquel Pennington. Uh, Alatang Ali. Kianzad versus Pennington's not on the main card. I don't think they've actually like, so, laid I guess it out. I don't know yet. what the main card is. Yeah, I was trying to look at the lineup too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of whatever order right now. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Alatang Haley, who uh, I found out is. We talked about Zhang Wei Li moving to Fight Ready in Arizona. Alatang Haley is also at Fight Ready right now, I have, I have found out. He gets ready to fight Gustavo Lopez. Tony Gravely versus Nate Manus. And Emily Whitmire will fight Hannah Goldie. It says on Tapology, it's at 115. I'm I told that, the fight right. is at 125. So, oh, okay. Uh, there you go. 15 That's fights. a lot of fights. Uh, that's a lot of fights. I don't know if any of these fights, with respect to everyone on this card, is jumping out at me. I uh, Armand Sarukian, I'm always excited to watch fight. Actually, I do think uh, that could be a really good uh, matchup for him. Oh, a- anything with bantamweights, of course. Like I said, Montel Jackson. Uh, I- I'm excited to see the debut of Mandy Ball. I'm not going to lie. That-, that That's a good one. Uh, Kasanganai Harris jumping out at me, I think, is maybe a potential fight of the night. And uh, Panny Kians out of Raquel Pennington probably isn't going to be a super exciting fight, but I do hope that does get put on the main card because those are two, I think, uh, top 15 ranked in our rankings. Um, so I'd like to see it given a little bit of respect. Uh, and I think uh, uh, Penny Kianza is on a really nice run. So she deserves, I think, a little more a little more exposure. But um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if it just ends up staying on the prelims. Yeah, high stakes for Buckley Ahoyo too. Both guys really need a win here. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what happens. That's all gone. So if for some reason I end up covering this crazy event next week, there probably won't be an on to the next one next week right. in any way. Uh, yep. If I don't, maybe we'll just do a maybe we'll just do a show and build upon the most underappreciated fighters list. Sure, maybe we'll do something like that. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. But that's it. We are putting a bow on UFC Vegas 36. Uh, and thank you for checking out the program as always. For AK, I am Mike Heck. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun and we'll have more fun maybe next week. Definitely in two weeks right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.